What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what's going on? This episode of the show is brought to you by Indochino. They are the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make custom suits, shirts, coats, and everything else, and it's all made to your exact measurements for a great fit. If you have to wear a suit, you have to wear custom. Seriously, I wouldn't buy another suit off the rack again after wearing Indochino. And their process is really simple. You pick your fabric, so many of them to choose from. If you go to my Instagram, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Pick your customizations, submit your measurements, boom, two weeks later, your suit arrives at your door, ready to be worn. You can either get measured at one of their showrooms, or you can do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. My girlfriend's actually really good at measuring me for these suits. Maybe she'd be available. Like, you could rent her out. She could, like, I mean, rent her out to, like, measure you for your next Indochino suit. Uh, right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Blue Wire at checkout. That's the name of our podcast network. Plus, shipping's free on this. So three, $30 off your purchase of $3.99 or more. That's Indochino.com. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing that everyone's gonna love. Most importantly, you're gonna love it. Now you have no excuse not to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Now to borrow a line from Shawn Michaels, now hit my music. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, here we go, my friends! Welcome to the Chris Van Fleet Show, where two people sit in a hotel room and talk. Maybe that should maybe that should become the tagline uh, for the show because that's that's exactly what's happening in this interview and in so many of these interviews. Um, <laughs> this uh, episode of the show is brought to you by Indochino, Harry's, and ShipStation. And if you're a fan of Ring of Honor, I know how stoked you are for this chat with Flip Gordon. Uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, I've had him on the YouTube channel before, but that was two years ago, and. So much has changed for Flip Gordon in those two years, including aligning himself with Marty Skrull and Villain Enterprises, and that's really allowed him to take things to that next level. Uh, Flip is a great guy. I've had the pleasure of working with him as a ring announcer on the same show. It was uh, Blueprint Pro Wrestling, their inaugural show in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, and you are a great guy or, uh, or girl. Uh, if you're listening to this or downloading this um, Thanks for just being on this audio adventure with me. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving those reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'll keep reading them on the show because it's your. It's because of you guys. You've helped so much. You've helped put the show into the top twenty on Apple Podcasts, and uh, I think I think maybe we can crack that top ten. If not, though, it's that's okay. We're just gonna keep doing this. I love it. Um, Jared Sawchuk writes, "Love it. It's a five star review on Apple Podcasts." He says, "The last interview with Enzo was great." Chris, you've got a way of communicating with these wrestlers that allows them to open up in a way that we don't get anywhere else. Keep it up. Well, keep those reviews up. Thank you so much. And yeah, I got a lot of flack for the Enzo interview. A lot of people just like wrote him off like, oh, you did an interview with Enzo? I'm unsubscribing, CVV. Well, the whole point of this is to give people the opportunity to talk. And I think that if you saw the Enzo interview if, or if you listened to the Enzo interview, you'd see that Enzo the person is very different from Enzo the character that we saw on TV. So to everyone who did listen and made that the most popular uh, podcast episode of all time for the uh, Chris Van Vliet show, thank you. And thank you for having an open mind for that one. I also thank you to uh, Samson Technologies for the mics, the headphones, the cables, uh, the mixers, everything that makes the show sound as good as it does. And if you're looking to start a podcast or YouTube channel, Audio is the most important thing. Uh, Samson makes it super affordable for you. So check out their lineup at samsontech.com. So when I tweeted out that I was going to be interviewing Flip Gordon, almost universally, people asked whether he would be joining his Being the Elite Friends in AEW. 
Well, of course, we dive into that with Flip. We also talk about what's on the horizon for him in Ring of Honor. He says he wants to be world champion, and I don't think there's anyone on planet Earth that could say that he doesn't deserve it. He also wants to be a farmer. Yeah, we dig into that. We dig into so many things here. Put your hands together, my friends, for Flip Gordon. I think it's been like almost two years since the last been. yeah since the last time you were on here. Blueprint Pro Wrestling, Deerfield Beach. I was the ring announcer. Yes, and you were in the main event. Ooh, did I win that match? I was Me you. And Matt Cross? It was you and Matt Cross. I'm just gonna say I won. That yeah, because... of course you won. Of course yeah. I won. Yeah, I think so. But now, and here we are two years later. I mean, a lot has changed uh, lot. for you. You have a beard now. I do. Yeah. It's a little bit shorter than what it was a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. My well, girlfriend wanted me to trim it, and I have a little bit of time off, so I figured I'd make her happy in the meantime. What was the de- – so it was it was totally her decision? She was, she's been bugging me for literally months and has been asking, can you please shave it? Can you please trim it? Please, please, please. I'm like, no, I'm a bad guy now. I have to have a long beard. Marty right. told me to grow up my beard. So I cut it finally. I finally gave in. But th- you got longer hair now? I have longer yeah. hair now. As I understand, you were growing the beard because you looked too much like John Cena. Uh, that was kind of a reason. <laughs> but it really, it was just I got out of the army, and it was I had, had to shave every day for six years. Yeah. And mainly in between drills, I was able to grow it out. But for my hair, I had to have it short. Yeah. And so for the first time ever, I was like, I get to grow up my hair and grow up my beard. It's, this is very exciting. And before the army, I couldn't really grow a beard, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is my chance. <laughs> I always wondered how are you able to balance that job and the job of pro wrestling. So in the beginning, it was very simple um, because I was just doing one weekend a month for the army, two weeks during the summer. Okay. Uh, so until I started getting booked every weekend, it wasn't really a problem. Um, but once I was booked every weekend, that's when it kind of interfered with my drill for the army because I was national guard. And so I tried to work with them for a few months and a few months they were letting me make it up on different weekends. But literally once I was wrestling every weekend, it was impossible. So that was right around the time I signed with the ring of honor. Right. And so I was like, oh, I can't miss these shows because it was like my first weekend with ring of honor. And I let them know, I was like, here, I'm going to miss these dates for the army can you guys please let me make this up? And we had right. just got a new commander, a new first sergeant. And so like, they were very like stiff, very strict because they're like, Hey, we're new. We got to set down the law. Sure. And so they were like, no, you can't. And I was like, well, uh, I kind of signed a contract, so I have to. <laughs> and so for that month, they considered me a wall. And then wow. for the next month after that, I had, it was a very situation, very similar, except it was like my, like my first or second UK tour or something like that. And I can't remember exactly, but I was like, I'm not saying no to this. So I went there too, and they called me, and they're like, "Hey, where are you?" And I was like, "I told you guys, like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be here." I think I was I, like, I, I think I was in Ireland at the time. It was, it was the UK or Ireland, and they're like, uh, "We're gonna have to consider you AWOL again." And I'm inside. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, "Are you serious?" And so I'm for like, those like, of us, this is what I want to do. I was like, "This is what I love." For those of us who don't know, when you're considered AWOL in the army, what happens? You can be, in, you can get in very big trouble. <laughs> Really? Yeah, you can actually go to prison if you get in big enough trouble. Wow. Um, but I was I was very fortunate and I was very lucky because a command sergeant major I had met uh, a couple years prior, uh, he was uh, actually an indie guy back over in the Seattle area. Oh, okay. Like many, many, many years ago, and he had looked at it and he was like, he saw that I was considered AWOL, so he hit me up and he's like, "Yo, what's going on?" And I explained everything. And I was like, dude, I just signed with Ring of Honor. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, I'm going. I'm starting to travel so much that I yeah. can't handle it. And he's like, he's like, well, what can I do to help you? And I was like, well, if I could like make up my days during the week, that would really help. But my other unit won't let me. And he's like, well, what if I transfer you to my unit? I'll let you make up. You choose the days. You have this many days to make up. Yeah. You have this many days to finish off your contract. Let's make sure you get out on the right term. Perfect. That way, if you ever need to come back you have that option. Right. And he, they just, he just worked with me and like they worked with me so well and I was able to get out. I finished my contract on good terms and it was, it was, it's a, I guess it's a good example of <laughs> the army can work with you. So and honorably so, discharged, honorably discharged. And what yeah. was your last day or what was the day you were discharged? Uh, it was actually uh, last May, May 2nd. Wow. So it's only been like a little over a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Wow. So uh, this May will technically, I'll technically be like severed completely because I'm technically inactive for two years. Okay. Which basically means if we were to go to war, 
before we do a draft, they'd call me back before they had a draft. Man. So unless that happens, yeah. I'm free and clear for now. So. What was your actual you know, job or job title with the National Guard? So when I first enlisted, I was a horizontal construction engineer. So I learned how to operate all kinds of heavy equipment from loaders, dozers, scrapers, uh, just big heavy equipment. We learned how to make roads and stuff. Wow. And then when I moved from Idaho to Boston, I reclassed and became a combat engineer. And that's when I learned how to use C4 and other explosives. So I learned how to build the bridges and the roads, then I learned how to blow them up afterwards. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it was really cool. I learned so much, and not only just like that, but it taught me so much about life. Like ma The main thing would be the discipline sure. and like teaching me how to be away from home because wrestling, there's a lot of being away from home. Are there like, do you think there's any parallels to the army life other than the traveling and being away from home, but you know, the, the day in, the day out of army life versus wrestling life? I would say the competitiveness, because even in the army, like everybody's very competitive, just like wrestling. Everybody wants to be the best. Yeah. In the army, everybody wants to be that best soldier, because guess what? When you're the best soldier, you get promoted f first. And mm -hmm. when you get promoted first, you get more money. Yeah. And everybody wants more money. Sure. Right? So, yeah. Especially in the army, because they don't pay very well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think's changed for you as a wrestler? It's been about two years since we spoke last. What do you think's changed for you? Oh, gosh, so much. I feel like I've changed completely. Which is funny because at that time, if you know, if I had asked you the same question, like, oh, I've learned so much now, like you probably would have thought at that time, you know, you were at the pinnacle of not pinnacle, but you know what I mean. You would thought you would have thought you were so advanced at that point. Absolutely. And now, you know, just two years later, it's been insane. In the last two years, I'm just trying to think, like, ah, all in, yeah. you know, Madison Square Garden, yeah, like two huge shows. I, I went to I went to Tokyo and for the best of Super Juniors, I went. Wrestled in Cork and Hall. I wrestled on a cruise ship. Just, <laughs> just to name a few in the last two years. That's a, I don't want to too hard too much. How different was uh, wrestling in Japan compared to the other wrestling you'd been doing here? Oh, it was it was a lot of fun. I loved Japan. I, I felt like, especially best super juniors, because I was wrestling so consistently, I felt like I learned at such a rapid pace. Because every time I was coming back, I was getting feedback. You need to do this better, this better, this better. So the next day, I would apply what I was told. And then, mm. then I'd come back and be like, what now? And they'd be like, you did this better, but this maybe needed a little bit more work. But you need to still work on this, work on this. Yeah, yeah. And the main thing, they were like, more fire, more fire, more fire, more passion. <laughs> so how much fire yeah. are you bringing in your matches now? Exactly. So now I, I try to bring as much fire and passion as I can. Yeah. So, so like the next time we see you in the ring, it's just going to be... Oh, lots of fire. So much fire. So much. <laughs> so much fire. Well, I mean... Have there been things that have happened in the last, I mean, the last year for you? The last been, year's been rough. Yeah, it's been, like, how are you feeling right now as you sit here? Right now I feel great. Okay. I finally feel like I'm back to my normal self, if not better. Like, my, my knees are better than they've ever felt. Um, my elbow, obviously, I blew out a few months ago. It's, it's not, like, 100%, but it's, like, 99.9%. .9%. It still gives me a little bit of, like... Eh, here and there, but okay. it's it's there. Is there something like? Do you I'm putting to... up weight in the gym finally, so I mean okay. it's not it's not that bad. Do you need to? Are you still rehabbing this? I am still rehabbing it as well as my my knees because after being injured, um, I kind of changed the whole way I train because before I wasn't worried about my joints and all those little muscles. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, let's just try to get as big as I can, and now I really focus on like the joints and the little muscles because I don't want to have to blow out another knee. I don't want to miss any more time. Two back-to-back -back injuries, as serious as I did, was heartbreaking. Right. And I never want to have to go through that again. Yeah. So what specifically has changed with your training? Um, I train like an animal now. Okay. <laughs> um, I literally, I'll go to the gym six days a week, not even kidding. Um, and I'll go for two to three hours at a time. And I do. Wow. Yeah. And, but I, I, I warm up my legs now, which I never used to do. I stretch now, which I never used to do. Um, I hit abs every single day, which I never used to do. And then I focus on like the little stuff. Like I use bands now and I work other stuff. Mm. Whereas before I was just trying to pick up as much weight as I could. Now I don't even really care about the weight. It's more about reps and sets. So are you, so. Are you like, you know, like, do you still squat? That's obviously not good. Yeah, I still squat, but okay. I, I'm not going to put up three, four or five plates. I'm like, I'm lucky if I get two on, you know, because I'm right. not trying to go. I'm working on form. I'm working on everything, all the little things because my knees were really weak. 
And like, I want to make sure that I never have any knee problems again. So stretching, I got to start doing that before my workouts. Yeah. Stretching is very important. Like, do you stretch? You, I stretch after the workout, which I used to like stretching before, but they say you're not supposed to. And so I've been stretching afterwards, which is really nice because you think after you have that workout, it's nice to just, you know, stretch it all point. out, get that relax and then go home. I'm sore. It's just really hard because after you're at the gym for like an hour and a half, two hours, you're like, do I, do I want to stretch for like 10, 15 minutes? You know what I mean? Because then, you know, I don't know. But this is like, this is your job now. Like it's wrestling and working well, that's, out. That's the way I know? looked at it when I got hurt. When I blew up my knee in uh, January, I was like, all right, I can't do legs. And I was already getting in like a really like good, like fitness plan. And then I blew up the knee, but I was yeah. like, all right, I can still go. I just want to do legs. So I just did upper body six days a week. And I was just like, just got addicted to it, you yeah. know? And, but after like, like when, it, when you're injured, that's your job. Your job is to come back as soon as you can. And so yeah. that's what I did. Was there any part while you were injured, while you weren't able to take bookings or wrestle matches where you're just like, man, what am I going to do with my weekends now? Um, yeah, at first, um, it was really weird because I felt like I was getting a little overwhelmed at the end of last year because I was working so much where I was like, oh, I need a break. Yeah. Like I just need like, like two weeks off to just to get it out of my system. And it's then a good like, problem to have. And then I had like those two, three weeks off for like Christmas and New Year's, came back that first weekend and boom, there goes my knee. And then I had too much time off to the point this year, I just had too much time off now, especially with both injuries. Right. I'm getting super antsy and I'm like, I want to get back. I want to get back. Yeah. Um, but I was waiting to make sure that my body was hundred percent. That's why I just kind of taking it easy towards this end of the year. Yeah. we got final battle coming up for ring of honor. So I want to make sure I can give my absolute best at that show. Yeah. And then come next year, I'm going to be a maniac again. I'm going to work as hard as I can because I miss it. Do you, like, do you think there's anything that you would maybe be hesitant to do with the, the knee injuries now? Um, yeah, I mean, since, I mean, I always think now, like with moves, like I'm always thinking like, how am I going to land? Even with my elbow, yeah. I'm like, I'll, like, I'll probably never do a 450 again. That's what I heard it on. But it could, it could, wow. it could have happened in ring too, because of the angle I came, I fell at, you know? Yeah. So like the thought of blowing out my elbow again, I'm like, yeah, I don't, maybe I won't do that. Maybe I won't do this. Cause just too much air. I'm going to, it gives me a challenge though. Cause it gives me a chance to expand my arsenal and work on other things that I definitely need to work on because I'm still very new at this. But your name's Flip Gordon. I am Flip Gordon, yeah. and I still will throw flips in there every now and then. <laughs> but if I can learn the other stuff, then when I sprinkle those flips back in, you know, it could be magic. I, that's it? As long as That's what my trainers tell me. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll take their word for it. So we're here at uh, the big event in New York, and it's you know meet and greet, autograph signing. Yes. When you do these, what's the main thing people want to say to you or ask to you when they're in your line? Oh gosh, um, the big one, believe it or not, still to this day, is where, where do, do you, you think, think you're, you're going? going? <laughs> it like it blows my mind that it's still a thing. Like because that was be a, a that was a while ago. But that's gonna be a thing forever. Forever. That was that was a lot of fans first introduction to you and now you haven't been on being the elite in a while, a while. Do you miss a while. of course i miss i miss those guys yeah do you still keep in touch with them um you know it's really hard to keep in touch with people that are dead sorry i'm yeah sorry you know? i'm sorry for your loss uh yeah touchy subject yeah it is touchy subject. yeah touchy subject so where do you think you're going where do you think you're going and then i think after that believe it or not is probably another bte thing is Marty and Flip take Japan. Right. People will come up and they will sing that to me all the time. <laughs> so this is, if, if I'm anywhere near you tomorrow, this is what I can expect. Yes, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Especially because me and Marty are here at the big event that's together. A, that's, do you know if you're going to be close to him? We should be sitting right next you to should. each other, I'd imagine, because we're both in Villain Enterprise. Are you at the same table? I mean, I'm probably not that special. No. Yeah. Marty kind of pulls rank around here. Yeah, I guess so. I got to Can you since you know Marty, you know, maybe maybe you could get him on the show sometime. Oh, that's easy. Just, really? Yeah, I'll just give you You want me to text him right now? I'll give his I'll give you his number afterwards. You hear this, guys? K-Fabe. Uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when we You when, didn't get it from me though, yeah, okay? Yeah, no. No. When we tweeted out that uh, we were going to do this interview, you saw the barrage of Oh, there was a lot. Yes. I tried to read through as many as I could. Some of them were horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of them were horrible. 
But you you saw the recurring theme here, and you probably get it every single day. Yes, every single day. Everybody wants to know when you're going to go join your dead friends in AEW. Who says I'm going to go join them? I, the the people. I'm just. Why do people say that? Why do they assume? Why do they like? Why do they get to say where I'm going next? I, I they're just saying that's where they maybe like to see you. They're not saying you're going to go there. That is true. Well, there is lots of options, and I saw one question that had asked, where do I see myself in five years from now? Mm. And that's a, like a mind-blowing question because I haven't even been wrestling for five years. That's crazy when you put it that way. So look how much the, the business has changed since I've started. Right. Like, and it could change so much more in another five years. So I'm happy with what my ghosts of my friends are doing. Um, but... I want to see how the landscape of professional wrestling changes because I am the mercenary and I'm going to see all my offers before I make any decision, whether it's staying or going anywhere. Right. Well, when you do look ahead five years, five years, that's mind blowing to think five years. What's it look like to you? I'm not saying where are you going to be, but like, obviously you're still going to be wrestling. I would assume. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't who knows? I don't know. Maybe Five years old. Maybe you'll time. be living somewhere else. Who knows? I would love to move somewhere warmer. Okay. I'd love to buy a farm someday. Okay. Yeah, we were talking so, about I mean, five. I mean, five. That's doable in five years. You could have a farm in five years. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe three. Ooh. Maybe, maybe put a little pressure Give yourself on a three-year plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you sign a big contract. Ooh. You hear that, people? Yeah. Give He's, me some money so I can buy a farm. Where would you ideally like to buy this farm? Probably North Carolina okay. or Nashville. Not Nashville, but like Tennessee. Yeah. So those are like the two states me and my girlfriend are kind of talking about. Why a farm? Because I grew up on a farm okay. for a portion of my life, a uh, very important portion where, of my where life. Where was the farm? Uh, it was in Columbia Falls, Montana. Okay. And I, that's where I started backyard wrestling uh, with my brother. I'd force him to do it. And we would jump off my stepdad's like construction, uh, construction uh, like trailer. I would do like 450s off of that. Oh Not no God. more. No more 450s, but <laughs> I would do 450s off of that. I had 450 perfected at like age 12. Not what? really, but but like it's just so was much it, so much memory. Was it jumping into the pool? Is that No, trampoline. Landed? We had okay, a trampoline. Yeah, I would jump the off the, the roof onto the trampoline onto him. He would always move. I said I have to eat it every time. He'd push me off of ladders like, "Oh, that's the reason I'll do a shooting star actually." Cuz I was going to do a shooting star off the ladder onto the trampoline yeah and when he rolled the sh- uh, i blame it on him it, he had nothing to do with it but when he rolled and i went the ladder threw off and i landed right on the metal part on the trampoline oh. literally just straight up and straight down and i was like yep yeah, never so again you never again you don't do a shooting star because of a backyard wrestling accident yes because <laughs> if it can happen once it can happen again well you're not going to be landing on a trampoline yeah, could you imagine landing on the post uh, or on the turnbuckle? That'd be horrible. Yeah. What was your backyard wrestling name? Uh, it was it was my shoot name. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not. But as I'm a junior, so like my finishing move was the T two. <laughs> I was a huge Cena mark. I laughed because I was a backyard wrestler, as and well. it was just a TKO because I had to, I couldn't okay. I couldn't be like Cena, but I had to be close to Cena. So it was a TKO. So then you you must have loved when people thought that you looked like Cena a little bit. Uh, until I started getting into wrestling, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know if I want to be compared to another wrestler. I want yeah. to be my own person." Yeah. Well, what was? But as a kid, I loved. It. I was like, "Yeah, guess who I look like? Guess who I look like?" <laughs> now you don't look anything like John nothing. Cena. No. no. The beard and the long hair, I think, yeah. helps a lot. I just had a strong jawline. I guess that's what it was. That's. I mean, that's a good thing to have. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this chat with Flip Gordon. Let's take a quick time out. To thank our sponsors, this episode's brought to you by Harry's. And if you're looking for a great gift for someone in your life, or perhaps for yourself this holiday season, Harry's is a gift that's both thoughtful and practical. Unlike a tie or socks. Although socks are pretty awesome. Uh, listeners of the Chris Van Vliet Show. Hey, that's you. You're a listener of the Chris Van Vliet Show. You can get $5 off any Harry's shave set by heading to harrys.com slash bluewire. And free shipping ends on December 16th, so you gotta act now. Holiday sets start at just 20 bucks, and hey, if you got a Secret Santa, that's well within those Secret Santa limits. Blade refills, they're as low as $2 each, so you're gonna save a whole bunch of money over time. And you don't even need to wrap it either, because it comes in an awesome, very handsome 
holiday gift box. So as a special offer for you listening to the show right now, I partner with Harry's. They're going to give you five bucks off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets when you go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Plus, you'll get that free shipping. Each Harry's shave set comes with a weighted handle, which you can engrave if you want to make it even more personalized. Five blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, travel cover to protect your blades, and it's packaged in that awesome holiday gift box. Hurry! Do this now because free shipping ends on December 16th. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Once again, that's harrys.com slash bluewire. This episode is also brought to you by ShipStation. And the holiday rush is here. You have to get those orders shipped out quickly, effectively, efficiently, and affordably. Yeah. But how do you keep track of all those orders? How do you decide which is the right carrier to use? How do you know if you're getting the best rates? The answer is ShipStation because just with a few clicks, you'll be managing your orders, you'll be printing labels, and you'll be getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, UPS, FedEx, everyone else. You can compare them all, and you can find the best shipping solution for both you and your customer. It's really no wonder why ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You will ship more in less time, and you'll get the best rates available. So take the hassle out of your holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation do it all for you. Use my offer code BLUE, B-L-U-E. You'll get 60-day free trial. That's two months of free, no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. So just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Type in BLUE. Once again, that's ShipStation.com. Enter the code B-L-U-E. BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. What, when you were developing the Flip Gordon character, you know, what kind of thought went into that? Um, so I didn't really pick the name, which a lot of people ask me, why did you pick the name Flip Gordon? Um, but I had never had a nickname in my entire life until I started training at uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And the first thing I did when I went in there was just start doing flips. <laughs> and like, that was the first thing. Like, and uh, so everybody just started calling me the Flippy Kid, the Flippy Kid. Then it kind of just started shortening up to Flip. And at first, I wanted to use Travis Gordon, uh, which is my first and middle name, uh, mainly because my last name, everybody butchered in high school. And so I was like, yeah, I don't want to have to go through that again. Yeah, so I, I, like, I'll just... I, uh, I hear you. I got one of those last names. Yep. Yeah. And so I decided to shorten it and uh, get rid of it to completely. And then my late uncle's name was also Gordon. So I wanted to do a little tribute to him as well. And so I was going to do Travis Gordon. But then everyone's like, no, you gotta do Flip, Flip Gordon, like Flash Gordon. It sounds like superhero-ish. Yeah, yeah. So then at first I was like, all right, I'll do Travis Flip Gordon. But then I was like, oh, just get rid of the Travis. Yeah. Sounds more wrestler-ish. And that's, I guess that's the story. But it's not just, you're not just a guy who does, you know, flips in the ring. No. There's so I, much more your character. Yeah, because like I have like a, a, a huge background. Like I did MMA, I did amateur wrestling. Yeah. Uh, all throughout middle school and high school. Like I'm not just a flippy guy. I love flipping because I have a gymnastics background as well. Yeah. But like I love the actual like grappling technical side of it as well. I yeah. just haven't been able to really show that. Well, now you can. Because it's hard as a flippy guy. Well, when your name is Flip. I kind of, I know. I was, know. That's why I was scared of like, that's why I wanted to do the Travis at first. I was like, I don't want to pigeonhole myself as just being a flip guy. But then. I don't know. I just having a nickname for the first time was so cool. I was like, I gotta keep it. I gotta keep Flip. You know how how different do you think Ring of Honor has become with you know with the guys that left to do AEW? How the roster shifted a lot, and Absolutely, then guys like yep. you get a lot more attention. But how do you think as a whole it's changed? Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a difficult question for me to answer because I've missed like six seven months this year. Yeah. So I've only I was gone for the first. Four months, five months they were gone, came back for a couple months. So, I mean, all I can say really is that the roster right now is very hungry because they know there are these spots available and they know that Ring of Honor is, let's say, in a rebuilding phase. So there's a lot of pressure to build new stars and everybody wants to be those next stars, mm -hmm. myself included. Yeah. When you look at you know your career right now and you look back at the matches you've had, What's the one match that if someone's watching you right now in this video for the first time that you would say, you need to go watch this match? Ooh, that's tough. Um, or is there a certain opponent? I would have to say probably me and Will Ospreay. Okay. That's Just because I've, I've had two opponent. good matches with him. 
or two matches with him, and both of them were probably my two best matches I've ever had, in my opinion. I think the first one was better than the second one, so I definitely need a rematch so I can make up for that last one. But I'd say that just he, I feel like he's on such a roll right now, and he's just such a, a special entertainer that he's able to bring the best out of everybody he's in the ring with. Well, now, and now that you're healthy, who's on your list of like, okay, I need to have a match with that guy? Um, I would really love a match with Jeff Cobb uh, because we've been in Ring of Honor for some time together, and yet our our paths haven't crossed for some reason. I feel like that's a match that needs to happen. Yeah, that'd be a great match. Well, we I think we can make that happen. We need to make that happen. I don't know why I'm talking like, like I can make that happen, but hey, Twitter, can you guys make that happen? They can. Like, come on, they can make that happen. Sure. I mean, everybody listens to Twitter these days, right? I mean, do they? I don't know. I try not to. I try not to even go on Twitter anymore. Have you had times, though, where you've been on Twitter and, you know, you've just been, you've seen something on there that you're like, oh, come on. You didn't need to say I'm, see, that. Well, that and I'm just also the most gullible person. So, like, <laughs> I'll see stuff and be like, wait, what? And then, like, I'll get got all the time. Well, the, like, kayfabe news gets me all the time. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, you got me again. WWE fake news on Instagram gets me every time. I'm like... What? No way! And then I scroll down. Ah, oh, it's WWE fake news. Yeah. You'd be surprised sometimes, though. I mean, the real news sometimes sounds like it should be fake news. That's true. That is true. <laughs> You've been. I mean, you get ribbed a lot for this type of stuff. I do. I get ribbed all the time. Yeah. But my my most recent rib was for a well done steak, which apparently is a, like illegal in this country. Uh, apparently, I, I'm. How do you like your steaks? Medium. Medium. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can understand though. Like, I like the I like the burnt outside. I do. Like, if it's possible. See, to, I don't want it burnt because I don't want to not be able to. Well, if you're it. getting it well done, you're pretty much getting. See, it I just I say I do medium well technically, but this steak that I got medium well, they sent back like three times. By the time it came back, it was like it was just too bad. So you so you're saying you ordered it medium? A well. little. I like a little bit of pink, but like. Yeah. No pink's better, but I mean, a little pink is tolerable. Well, no pink is well done. Yeah. And that's technically. O- that's okay. Because not- it, well, if you get medium well and you let it sit a few more minutes, technically, doesn't it cook a little more to be well done? Are you dipping it in ketchup? No, gross. Okay. It's gross, Cause, no. Because a good have- steak, if it's cooked well, shouldn't need any sauces. 100%. Yes. See, we agree on that, at least. No, and I agree with you. <laughs> I, I ate well-done steak when I was, like, younger. And yeah. my parents... I think a lot of it had to do with my grandpa. Like, he always did well-done steaks and well-done everything. And, like, he made the best burgers, best steaks, everything. And so I'm just like, oh, I'm going to eat the way my grandpa did. That This is a great so, story. Then you shouldn't be ribbed for that. Yeah. yeah. Shame on you, Marty. Yeah. Shame on yeah. you. Yeah. I will admit that I get pizza well-done. Really? Yeah. Like a little crispy? I want the crust to have just a little bit of a burnt edge to it. There you go. I get, like when I get fries from Five Guys, Yeah. Oh. I ask for them well done. Well, I get it. Five, five Guys makes theirs a little bit soggy. A little soggy. bit soggy, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, man, did we just become my, best friends? I think we did become best friends. Wow. Believe it or not, my first legal job was Five Guys. And it was the first Five Guys in the state of Montana. Were you flipping burgers? I was flipping burgers, but I was the ultimate fry guy. Okay. I actually had people would come in if I'd be on like the grill doing burgers. They'd be like, hey, can we get him to, to make our fries? Because I made the best fries ever. Because they'd want them like too soggy because that's like the way the five guys fries are supposed right. to be. And I was like, no, people don't like it like that. Now, true or false, after being the fry guy for so long, does it, doesn't it not give you pimples and acne? <laughs> Have you seen my face? Does it look like I have pimples in <laughs> No, not a, you're not working at Five Guys anymore, though. Um, no, I, I mean, I... But you know what I'm saying? I never noticed anything. That was a thing. No, like, I didn't know that being, was a thing. Yeah, being around the oils so much apparently makes your skin... It no, can I mean, that out. makes sense, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that, no. I'm, I'm glad to hear that wasn't a thing, though. Yeah, thank God. It's because we used, like, 100% peanut oil. Maybe Man, that's why. You're like a Five Guys salesman See, here. I can't believe I remember all this. It was just coming back, baby. Anyone who's watching this in another country other than America is like, what are these guys talking about? I just about? hope the Five Guys like, CEO is watching this so I get like <laughs> free Five Guys for life. There it is. The Flip <laughs> Gordon. Yeah. I'm bulking up, baby. Yeah. No, you're not. I've seen your abs. Oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. I just eat Five Guys all the time. All the time. Actually, my real diet consists of mainly just candy and ice cream. Because I'm such a picky eater, it's such so hard for me to find real food I like. So what's the go-to candy? Go-to candy would be Airheads. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, only I only like the red, uh, the cherry red Airheads. Okay, but then I like Laffy Taffy, pink and cherry, so strawberry and cherry. Yep, and then Laffy. red vines, red vines. I can always go for red so much vines. better than Twizzlers. Way better than Twizzlers. Yeah, that's a debate. I, it's a huge debate, yeah. which it shouldn't be. No, that's like it's a, not even close. That's like In and Out and Whataburger. That's another big debate. Yeah, In and Out all of day, course. all day. Jeez, In and Out for sure. In and Out are five guys. If in the CEO's out. watching, oh, yes. five guys. Yeah. But if he's not watching, in and out. And sorry to everyone in, that's watching this in Texas. Yeah. They, what, they're what, like, I, don't, I don't think you, I've even had Whataburger. I don't think I've ever had it. I th- Well, you're not missing much. It's so, a third sorry, place, Texans. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fourth, third? Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. Are we being too harsh now? There's going to be people that are like, oh, Whataburger's the best. It's <laughs> in Texas. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just. Sorry. I just I can't I can't do it. What's your girlfriend think of this diet of yours? Um, she she complains all the time. She says I'm very unhealthy. She <laughs> says she's like you're gonna get diabetes because you eat too much. I'm not even kidding. She says all of this, and I'm like yeah, but I look better than like all your friends. Like like it doesn't like I'm not like fat. Like I'm healthy. I go to the doctor. The heart like the doctor listens to my heart. He says it's perfect every time. Like I'm not worried. Where where did you and your girlfriend meet? We met on set of a movie, actually. Oh. And we had our first kiss on the same set of the movie. and As it was part just, of the scene? Yep. And it was just magic from there. What, what movie is this? Uh, it was called The Find. Um, it is not out yet. It is still in the making. It and got, how ironic that you found each other. Yes. On the set of The Find. And uh, co-star was Vinnie Marcellia, who is also in Ring of Honor. Wow. Yeah, he was the murderer. So uh, it's actually supposed to be out soon. It got picked up by Lionsgate. Wow. And so they needed it to add more because uh, it wasn't long enough. So they needed to add more scenes. So this is a feature. So we actually got my dog in a scene too in the same movie because they needed to add scenes. Uh, it, should be, it should be out any month now actually. So The Find coming to you soon. Wow. So you guys, and I know there's a lot of dead time spent on a movie set. Yes. I, I've been on a couple of them and like, there's a lot of time just spent just sitting around. Is this, is this where you guys met? Like, yeah. And we actually lived in the same house for five days because we were shooting from 5 PM to 5 AM. Okay. And so, wow. yeah. And like, so then we would be up during, like we'd sleep for a few hours and then be up all day until 5 PM, just hanging out. So we'd be playing like card games. Like we, there was a magician. Uh, so we'd be, Watching him do like magic tricks, like it was super cool and it was super fun. Just five days, just wow, it was awesome. What's the premise of this film? Um, so oh gosh, you shouldn't ask me this. Okay. Um, well, you can just see so, it when it's in theaters, everyone. So it's basically like a bunch of kids that had never really like partied or whatnot go to this party, and the the house is basically like a casino on like a like a haunted like. Gosh, I don't really know. But basically, like, it's haunted. I'm, I'm following basically, along. Basically, it's haunted. I'm the dumb jock. And uh, oh, we're died. in this he thing. He dies and quickly. Yeah. I, I, I have a fight scene. It's badass. You don't want to miss it. Is there any flipping in this fight scene? Um, I, I, I guess I technically do a flip if, okay. if I flip over or fly over something, right? Sure. If I get thrown and flip, I guess that's were technically. You on, were you on wires? No, I oh. did all my own stunts. Oh, like, yeah. I think you get paid more when you do your own stunts. I did a little bit, not much. Uh, yeah, but was, that's like low budget. That's the next rate increase, I believe. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to hit up my agent, and make sure I get that extra yeah, payday. Unless, like, unless I don't know, I don't, I don't know the technicalities <laughs> here. But yes, hit up your agent. Yes. Tell them, tell them that Especially I. Especially now the Lionsgate's got. It. I know they got money now. If if this goes into distribution, you have the potential to make a lot more money. That is true. Yeah. They did tell us that when we signed the contracts. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read it very well. <laughs> did, how well did you read your Ring of Honor contract? Um, <laughs> I actually, I was very smart with my Ring of Honor contract, and I had a lawyer look it over. Oh, well, there you go. That's better yeah. than the movie contract. That one was longer. It was more pages. I was like, I don't want to read that many pages. People are, you know, people are very interested in your contract. I know it's like it's mind blowing. Yeah, like I didn't think like it's cool. I mean, I didn't think I'd ever be in this position, so I'm really excited. Um, it's very nerve wracking. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen, so I don't know how other people know what's gonna happen. Um, I mean, I guess time will tell. It's, I mean, it's a position you've created for yourself by being good yes. and by putting in the work. 
this is this is an exciting. It's a very exciting in. time, but there's always that one that one uh, question is, could you make the wrong decision? Could you? Could you? I don't. I mean, I don't de- know. I mean, depends on the way you look at it. I, I guess so. Or or you could just take the you know the position that you're given wherever it happens to be in whatever company, and you do the best with it like you have it. All I know is that regardless of when my contract expires. I'm going to perform my heart out. I'm going to be the best professional wrestler I can, continue to grow as much as I can, um, year in and year out, no matter where I go, no matter where I stay. Because um, that's my goal. I just want to be the best professional wrestler that I can. Do you think there'll be more movies? It doesn't matter where I go, as long as I get a wrestle. So, Do you think there'll be more movies peppered in there? I would love to. Uh, I don't think I'm um, just a one-hit wonder. I don't think wrestling's the only thing that I'll be able to do in this life. I think I have lots of talents that I can put other places yeah. and I would love to go on those other ventures here shortly. But wrestling is my main focus will always be my main focus, but I would love to start doing other projects as well. Yes. Has there been someone, you know, over the growth of your career over the last, since we spoke last, I mean, your career has really taken off. Has there been someone that's given you some great advice in that time? That's really helped you kind of step things up to that next level. Um, absolutely. Um, one person that I would say that has helped me a lot and give me the most advice would actually be my boss, uh, and my CEO, Marty Scroll. Um, ever since the best of the super juniors, when we did the Marty and flip take Japan, uh, he kind of taken me under his wing at that time and really just provided, uh, a learning tree for me. And it was really, it was really cool because this is one of the top stars in this business. One of the top gimmicks characters in this business and for him to want to take time and help me you know somebody that's new and just getting their feet wet in this business that means a lot and i'll i'll truly be grateful for that and he knows it so if he does and he does now maybe he'd be watching this i don't know he's a very busy guy he doesn't watch very many things yeah no but if he is watching this, we'll make sure we get him on next time, right? No, right. we are we are making that happen. We are making. We already that it already we already said that. Oh, it's already booked. Yeah, it's already booked. Right? Yeah, it's already, I already got it booked. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. The Ring of Honor World Title is that something that's uh, you know you have your eye on? Absolutely. I've already, I've I've said this uh, a couple times, but um, when I set a goal, I'm the type of person where I want to complete that goal. I have to complete that goal. And one of the goals I made was to become Ring of Honor World Champion. And that is something that I am destined to become. And it's something that I will become. And I won't stop until I get there. Have you set, you know, when you set this goal, did you set a timeline for yourself? I want to do this in two years, five years, whatever. Um, no, not really. Um, I try not to put time frames on things because everything, some things could take longer than others. Some things um, can come quicker than others. So, Like buying um, your farm? Yeah, I mean, because, yeah. well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, think i was gonna get injured this year and i did so that kind of set things a little back and so if i try to keep the timeline on something i mean that timeline kind of already passed i guess because the goal i had would have been this year i would have loved to have been ring of honor world champion obviously that didn't happen yeah uh but always next year well if you weren't injured i mean there's a real possibility that it it could have and should have happened Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we won't know. Um, but there's, like I said, there's always next year, and I'm excited for next year. Um, we got lots of big things coming up for Ring of Honor. Um, a lot of it I can't discuss, but it'll be coming out in the near future, and I think it'll get a lot of the fans uh, really excited about what's going on with us. Walk me through the phone call you have to make to your girlfriend when you get injured. Oh, gosh. Um <laughs> So I always do it via text. Oh, okay. I'm like, because I'm backstage. I'm like, hey, yeah, I got hurt. I don't want to have to hear it. So, but she was actually, she was actually with me. Her first time she ever saw me wrestle, I wrestled Joey Mercury for Northeast Wrestling, and he whipped me into the steel steps, and my head went under the ring a little bit, uh, the crossbar, and I busted my head open, and was just gushing blood everywhere. We finished the match. We went like 15, 20 minutes. And afterwards, she's like, oh, you need to go get stitches. Everybody's like, you need to go get stitches, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet. So we went TGI Fridays, got some food, ate quick, then went to the emergency room. Had to get like eight staples in my head. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's been the most? So now she's always like, be careful. Be careful. (laughs) What's been the most painful injury you've had? Oh, gosh. Most painful? 
probably the knee. Okay. Probably the knee. That was definitely the most painful. You yeah. probably knew instantly, like, oh, this is messed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the elbow was. I thought I broke my arm when the elbow happened, but like, there's so much adrenaline and everything that I feel like that one just kind of flew by quick. Um, I think the fear of the knee because knees are notorious for being so serious. Yeah. Um, I think just that first week was just it was a panic week because it's that before you get the MRI results, you don't know whether you're out like four months, six months, a year. Like you don't know yeah, the extent yeah. of it. And that 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 week was that was hell week. Oh my gosh, I've never been like so like mentally like frustrated. It was sure it was tough. Well, it's like all all you have to do is just buy time until you get these results yeah but it, it, the toughest part is just not thinking about it oh how you gonna, <laughs> how you gonna do that i mean luckily like a blessing in disguise i had my puppy and like he was a, a very good distraction he was actually a very good rehab aid as well because he forced me to get off the couch he forced me to get outside to walk because so, he had to, i had to take him potty i had to take him for walks so, yeah and He's he was a little bit of polar when he was a little small, and now he's like a hundred pounds. Your dog's and so cute. <laughs> thank you, and but like just going for walks and runs with him, he just he literally pushed me and helped me. And he's like one of my he's like because of going through all this with him, he's one of my best friends now. So, oh. and my girlfriend, she's one of my best friends too because she's literally helped me so much, and especially when I needed somebody. So wow, it's yeah. like a great story. Yeah, yeah tying all the, all the best friends together. I'm here. starting to have a pretty cool family. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Wow. Yeah. Now you just got to get your farm. Are you going to have Yes, it? I need to get a farm because she has a horse and we need She has a, a horse? Yes, we need a, we need to get another horse so we can ride together and we need a place to put these horses. So I need to get that farm. So, so you're going to get your farm in Tennessee or North Carolina. Are you going to have more animals on this farm? I would love to have cows, pigs, sheep, chickens. I don't think those are all the I mean those are all the animals we had when I was growing up. I don't up, think so. when people look at you they go, That's that, a guy who's gonna own a farm. So believe it or not, in high school, like freshman, sophomore year, I used to wear South Pole. Like baggy like this was the trend back then. Baggy pants, baggy sweatshirt, cap backwards, and nobody believed I lived on a farm because I dressed that way. <laughs> but I lived on a farm at the time. You were just dressing like John Cena. Well, it was <laughs> technically yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it was also like my first time I had ever came to the East Coast right before my freshman year. And I met my dad for the first time since I was five when I was 15. And like that was kind of like all the clothes they had over here on the East Coast at the time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like my dad bought me all new clothes. So I just went like all out on it. No pun intended. So <laughs> you looked up to John Cena, you know, as a wrestler. I did. Yeah. Who, who was the in ring like who was the in ring style you really looked up to? Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is the one I'd say is like the guy I emulate my style most after. Yeah. With more flips. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just loved like the way he moved in the ring and like, he, like you wouldn't picture a guy like him to be able to pick guys up and fly around, around the ring the way he did. And that's kind of the reason like I want to try to get a little bigger as well is cause I don't want to just be looked at as like a junior heavyweight. I want to be looked at as like a guy like him who can be a heavyweight, who can still be a high flyer, yeah. who can do multiple different styles and be a great, amazing wrestler. You've been putting on a lot of size. I've been I've been working my ass off. So it's thank all you. the ice cream and five guys. <laughs> all the fries. ice cream, five guys, and all the candy, baby. Look, I'm excited that uh, that you're healthy. I'm excited to see you back in the ring, being able to do your thing at 100%. I think that that's super exciting. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for coming back on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry it took so long. That's you okay. Know? We've run into each other a few times, but it was like, okay, we are making this thing happen. Yes. Did you have fun at the party? Which party? Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> what party? <laughs> the last <laughs> time we saw each other. Gosh. The all outside party. Yes. That was great. I, I, I interviewed uh, Colt Cabana there live. Uh, it was a great turnout, right? It was a that was a lot of Did fun. Did you see the finale to my dunk, the dunk tank contest? Yes, unbelievable, right? Storybook, you can't make it up. Yeah, I was like, what? That was impressive. You're like a true athlete. I mean, I was just like I said to all those people there. I was watching every single person that went before me. Yeah. I saw what they did. I, I was saw one what of those worked. People. I saw what didn't work. And I took all their methods and I created the master method. Yeah. I went three for three. I went up. Not long you before you. You didn't do too good, though. What happened there? And I played baseball in high school and college. And I was like, I got this thing. Rusty, Fra Rusty. Frank the Clown sitting up there. He's like, you got nothing, Chris. I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that. And I did this big wind up. And I missed everything. My time. favorite one was that one. Uh, I think it was, it was a little girl. She came up. Yeah. And uh, 
Frank started talking smack. Like, oh, you throw like a girl, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> One throw. <laughs> Boom. Dropped him. Oh, it was the best. Oh. Oh, it was unbelievable. So the party was great. Thank you for having me there. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. And thank you for being on the show again. Absolutely. This is great. I'm thank so you. excited for what 2020 holds for you. Oh, I'm excited for what 2020 holds for professional wrestling. And me too. A whole because the industry is just booming uh, before our eyes. And it's just, it's special to be a part of. 2019 was a magical year that I think we'll look back on and go, that was when wrestling like really shifted and changed. Now we take all that momentum into 2020. As a fan, I'm excited, and I'm excited. You know, I'm sure you must be excited as a worker. Oh, I'm super excited, especially because they said at one time we were gonna have flying cars by 2020. So I want to be the first person to have a flying car to the ring for an entrance. So Dude, that'll be awesome. Goals, well, thank, right? Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so Where much. Where do you think you're going? Oh gosh, not again! Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you have it, my friends, Flip Gort, or, or, or should I call him Farmer Flip? Uh, I love that. I love that he wants to just live on a whole bunch of acreage with a bunch of farm animals. Uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend, take a screenshot, tag me, tag Flip Gordon, let us know what you thought about this one. And if you've been listening to the podcast or if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you know that the goal this year was 50 wrestling interviews in 2019 and I just counted because someone was like they tweeted me and said how many interviews have you done this year seems like a lot more than 50 well it is a lot more than 50 I just counted I've uploaded 93 videos this year including everything uh we're ending the year so strong here so many interviews just did this interview was in New York just did the John Moxley interview in Chicago I'm flying to Las Vegas soon to do an interview with Austin Aries where he talks about literally every controversy he's ever been involved in uh, we've also got Santana and Ortiz on the way and a really interesting chat with Justin Credible, who had some very well publicized battles with addiction. So there's so much on the way. Thank you for being part of this journey. The podcast began in 2019, but uh, it's only going to get stronger as we head into 2020. So thank you for being on this journey with me. We're going to do this thing together. I don't know who this quote is from. And if you know, please tweet me or hit me up on Instagram and let me know. But it's such a great quote. In the end, everything will be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Have a great week. We will see you next Thursday. Or maybe maybe we'll pepper in a little surprise interview in between then. So be subscribed, and we'll see you soon.